Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five from the Views from the Bench podcast. Sorry, Patrick's making me laugh. Yeah, we're in episode five, and he just can't handle himself with all this excitement. But uh, we're happy you're here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, but yeah, we're gonna dive into a couple things today. Uh, first, we can either go through through the Tampa thing or yeah. through the World Juniors. Let's hit Tampa. Let's Tampa. Get that. Let's okay. Get that. All right. So I know it's been on your mind. It's yeah, it's been on my mind. Well, there's a lot of things on my mind, but this one, um, so Tampa, obviously, if uh, you live under a rock, uh, just in case you do, Tampa got swept in the first round last year, and um, yeah, they were predicted to go all the way. They're predicted to win the cup. Yeah, and uh, and they got swept by Columbus. So. I guess what I want to ask you is, have you ever been on a, a powerhouse team and uh, faced such disappointment as Tampa? Obviously not to the magnitude, but where like everyone in your league or in your division were, you know, you were the top dogs and, and, and ultimately ended up in disappointment. Yeah, I mean, we actually, actually have a direct story. I mean, that's basically what happened to our team. <laughs> really? Yeah. What age? Uh, my last year midget. Okay. So we're like 17, 18 at the time. I see. And, well, you knew that you knew me back then. Yeah, of course and I did. It was the Yotes. And we were a stacked team. Yeah. We were ranked number one in Canada, actually. In Canada? In Canada. Come on. I'm not joking. I didn't even know that. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. <laughs> should have told you back then. Yeah, you should have. I was telling all the broads. Oh, well, that's, that's the only important part. Yeah. Well, we were ranked number one in Canada. Okay. We won like two or three tournaments. Yeah. And we only lost one regular season game all year. Wow. Yeah. And then you get into the playoffs and what happens? We get into the playoffs, uh, face some adversity. We lose a game actually in the playoffs. First game? Uh, not the first game. I, it might have been the second game. Okay. Is it overtime? And they went, the team won the, like, like they won the Stanley Cup. They're going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know that was actually a really good series. I mean, back and forth. I I thought I played well, but uh, we ended up winning that first round. We won the first round. Okay. Now, so now we go to that second round, which is the round before you go to the OMHA Championship. Oh, so which is kind of like the Mem Cup. Yeah. So we get there, and it's a tough series. They're playing us hard. Mm-hmm. We win that first game, and. Then all the like it's a best of five series. Just yeah. just to let you know. Yeah, and it's a back and forth. We end up playing a four and four. Is that right? Yeah. What's that mean? Sorry. Four games in four nights. Oh wow! And this went to game six. Why would they do that? Because the game we went to game six. Yeah. Which means like you're only supposed to play five games, but since we went to an overtime and we tied overtime, there's like no double overtime. Oh. So that sure. game ended as a tie. So we had to go to another game. Okay. So we had a game six. And we're like the number one team. We're projected to win TELUS Cup, which I'm sure you've heard of TELUS Cup. It's yeah. advertised everywhere. You know, Sidney Crosby's been there. Yeah. Okay, not so a big pro- deal. <laughs> we're projected to go there yeah. and win it. Like, people are already talking about us. Oh, we're going to be we're going to New Brunswick or whatever, Newfoundland, wherever it was. Yeah. And... You know, guys were always thinking about their red hat already winning the OMHAs. On but, your team? Well, it was always like people, it's like it was always in it was always in like the head. People were 
Like, yeah. everyone was talking about, you know, the, Oats, good the Oats are going to win. The Oats are going to win. They're, they haven't lost all year. Mm-hmm. So now we're heading to game six in a 4-4. Four and four. We're in their barn, and they absolutely handle us. Wow. You get, like, they, what was the score? Couldn't tell you that final score. Well, you blanked out. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It was, it was tough. Yeah. It was a tough pill to swallow. I mean, it left a sour taste in everyone's mouth, I think. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... I've never been on a team like that, and I don't think many people have an opportunity to be on a team like that. That good. That good, that close, yeah. and it just it got dismantled. So, you did you play the next year? No, that was my... That, that was, was your my, last year? That was my last oh, game that's of hockey. Un- that's unfortunate, because I was going to ask you, like, how after that year yeah. would you bounce back? Yeah. Because, considering t- what Tampa has been through, you know, well, what what do you think they would have to do to... To kind of bear down and, well, and I, I think Tampa has to just I know they have a sour taste in their mouth and I think they just have to just be dialed in they're going to have to do their same uh, off ice training and they're just going to I think it's going to go to another level because when you can't do that extra set you can't do that extra rep they start thinking about how they got dismantled got swept in the playoffs yeah. and they're going to start doing that extra set that extra round that extra skating yeah and I think that will help them I see, like I almost disagree because I think, think so? I think no matter how hard they train, it's still gonna be gross. Yeah, they're, they're no, no, they're gonna be amazing. They're probably gonna be top three in the Atlantic again. But like, what I mean is, no matter how hard you train, after you get swept like that in the first round, after they've been like a powerhouse for a couple of seasons yeah. now. Like I think mentally, you just hit a wall. But I mean, let's not forget Washington, right? Of course, yeah. Washington. Washington was that team. They couldn't get past the first round. It's the different second round. Though. It's it, different. How, is it though? It is different. Because <laughs> Tampa was is, I think they had the best regular season record. No, they tied Detroit. I thought Montreal had the best record. Where? Like, anyways, it doesn't fucking matter. Okay. They, 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 Tampa had a, was one of the best regular season teams in the NHL. Yeah. Okay. Then 100%. they get swept by an eight seed. An eighth seed. I know. In Columbus. After they've they've been they've went deep in the last couple playoff rounds and now they get swept and now they've hit a wall almost. Right? Because yeah. you go through the whole regular season, because they were it was like the the regular season before, I don't know if you remember. I remember. They you know, they were hot for a bit and then they almost kinda tailed off yeah. near the end. And then they had some success in the postseason, but they got eliminated. But then this last year they were like foot on the pedal the whole season. Yeah. They were dialed in. Yeah. And then come playoffs, they, it's like they got in. in no, in I also head. heard something. They had like a little first place trip. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember you that. You remember that? Where yeah. they went on a little plane ride yeah. and stuff. And I think what I think, like, there should be no celebration for winning a President's Cup. No, that's, I think that's. Who gives a true. shit you came in first place? <laughs> I agree. I agree. At the end of the day, who cares? So you, they should not be celebrating the President's Trophy win in the middle, like, at the end of the season there. Is that what they did? They celebrated the President's Trophy win? They or? did, because they uh, clinched. So they did a little celebration, I remember. Yeah. And I think, you know what? Just screw that. You don't need no celebration for a President's Cup. Just, you know, start resting and gearing up for the playoffs, because that's what matters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I don't think that they can bounce back this year. Yeah, Personally, I don't think like they're gonna have a good regular season again. Um, I mean that's like, uh, 
you, you would hope for their sake, right? Because they have so much talent on that team. <clears throat> if they don't have a good regular season, that's... Great for the Leafs. Yeah, it would be good for the Leafs. But, like, how could... When that first round of the playoffs starts next year, and, they're, and they are right back where they were this year, it's the same team. Stamkos, Kucherov, yeah. Vasilevsky. Yeah. You know, all I the know. same guys. How does it not creep into your mind that, you know, this might happen again? We might have another great season and we get swept or eliminated. I think the they have time. that extra motivation to make sure it doesn't happen. You would hope so. I, I, think, that's, I think that's what they're going to have personally. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You think that's what they're made of, huh? I think so. I do believe so because I think they're going to head into that first round. It's not gonna, they're not going to be playing Columbus, I don't think. No. For sure They'll not. play another team, but it doesn't matter who they play. <laughs> It doesn't. Does it though? It, if it if it mattered who they played, like they played Columbus, the the worst yeah, possible team that they could have played You're out right. of all those playoffs. Right. But there is something about that team is that amazing uh tenacity, the structure of that team. It was a good Columbus? Columbus had a good team game. I, of course. And not to take credit away from Columbus, what I'm saying is statistically, like that's the worst team that you <clears throat> yeah, could have played right. that season. I know. So you should have you should have beaten they them. Have. They should have, yeah. <laughs> right? And I just don't know if they can bounce back next year. I think they're probably going to be out early in the playoffs again. I could see a second round exit. Second round? Yeah. Oh, that's such a safe bet. Is it though? Yeah, way to really cover your ass with that bet. That's funny. <laughs> second round? Of, I, I, I'm going to say another first round exit. First round exit. Yeah. All right, that's bold. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. We'll, we'll see what happens. At least we got on recording now, so no, <laughs> no one can uh, take that away. Guys, let me tell you about Empire Stags. If you know a guy getting married soon looking to make a little extra dough before his wedding, you have to check out Empire Stags. Known for its number one customer service, beautiful hostesses, and professional gaming experience, you will have the time of your life at Empire Stags, whatever your situation might be. Make sure to follow them on Instagram at empire.stags. All right, so this next topic here, I want to talk to you about the the state of Canadian hockey as it is right now, junior hockey especially. Okay, world juniors. World juniors. Um, I personally think that world junior hockey for for Canada is in a lot of trouble. Really? Yeah, and I think it's because um, just the whole system and the way that these kids are brought up now it just wasn't the same as it was, you know, five, maybe ten years ago. Right? You've seen how little success um, Canadian hockey has had in the past couple of World Juniors. Uh, you see it in the drafts now, all the top-tier players. There's, you still got Canadians in the top ten, but, you know, top three are usually, again, in this draft, Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, right? Americans, Finnish players. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And I think it has to do with the way these kids are brought up. And to be honest, I think they're brought up in, in a way that it, it kind of spoils them. And really? Yes. Don't elaborate. I know. I know. <clears throat> and it's because I think it's different from situation to situation and from, from player to player. Yeah. But in Canada, especially where hockey is like religion here, and um, it's just... You get a lot of kids now that come up through the system, especially in with Hockey Canada, that only receive, obviously, 
you know, they always get the best training. You know, they're always told they're the best player in their league or in their division or whatever. Um, they don't, I feel like they don't go through enough adversity as players anymore that prepare them for what, when they go to the world juniors. Yeah, you're, I think you're absolutely, uh, you're absolutely right there. Yeah. And I don't understand. I don't think a seven-year-old needs to be trained by Gary Roberts. <laughs> no. Like, he doesn't need to be pounding back Biles and everything. Like, <laughs> no. I no. just think that's just ridiculous. And I don't, like, obviously, I know you're joking around, but, like, yeah. that, like, it's like that, right? It is, it is. It's, like, you have these kids that are at such a young age, and they're put through the ringer as far as what they're expected to do, and, like, you kind of lose the fun in the game, right? Um, again, like... To your point, I mean, I just don't know if those same Canadian players are just go through ad- enough adversity in comparison to like the Swedish players or the American players. You know what I mean? Like for example, a guy like Austin Matthews, right? Now he obviously he probably went to like top tier training and and all that, but like he had to he played hockey in a place where hockey wasn't the main sport yeah. right he had to like he had to go through adversity to get to where he's been I'm not saying that Canadian kids don't but I th- would I just think that kids in other nations nowadays just go through a lot more than than um, a lot more adversity than Canadian kids do as far as just saying the Canadians have, like it's a bit too easy <clears throat> not, or it's not, a bit too handed to them yes almost like it's hard to explain but it's like I just feel, oh, like they 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 just come from such a spoiled place. You know what I mean? Like you see in the World Juniors, like it's almost like every kid in on the Canadian hockey team, they all have an ego about them. Doesn't it seem like that? It does. It does. Like they all the have. There's there's all something about each player. Again, like it's hard to say because you don't know these these kids personally. You don't know what they've went through. But like it's getting obvious that the top tier talent is not in Canada anymore. It is, but it. Like, and not where it used to be. And I think this all starts with the grassroots games, though. Yeah. It all starts with minor hockey. Yeah. Because that's where the guys grow. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I don't know what's happening with the minor hockey system. That's not allowing our players to excel at the same level. Yeah. There must be some sort of, like, well, I know Jack Hughes' brother or like some of the Hughes actually played in Toronto. Yeah, his dad was the assistant coach for the lease for a bit. So. <clears throat> and I know we did have a... There has been a lot of influx of Russian, Czech, and Finnish players coming over to Canada as teenagers and playing in the minor hockey system. Mm -hmm. So that takes away from a Canadian guy potentially being able to develop in the minor hockey system. Yeah. Which is is crazy, right? Yeah. So these overseas guys come over here and they're taking the spot of a Canadian kid. So that kid can't develop at the same pace this international kid's developing. But why do you think they're taking that spot? You know, it's because they're but better at players. The, but at the, at the age of 13, is that is that a priority? What do you mean is that a priority? Like, is that a... Is in the team, in the grand scheme of things, why should you take a Finnish guy in, Tor- in Toronto on a 13-year-old Bantam team? Yeah. Why would you do that? Well, why would you take... I, I think the answer is simple. He's a better player. If, if, but at the end of the day, some point, this is for... Players to develop, yes. Players okay. develop skills, get so, to the next level. Yeah. So you're talking, about, but I'm saying like, I don't, I don't know 
the details of it, but I, I'm pretty sure if, like, Hockey Canada is putting together, like, a camp or whatever, they would only do it for Canadian players, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about before that. Before we get to Hockey Canada, Okay. so we're in the developing stages of minor hockey, and we have the international players coming over okay. and taking the positions of Canadian guys that could have been on the team. I see. So now these guys can't develop. Yeah, and they can't. They don't have that chance to excel to the next level, get to the hockey development camps of Canada. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's a problem in itself, which I think shouldn't be allowed. I think that's a different problem, though. And there's another thing of the minor hockey is that we have a lot of parents and coaches promising certain guys a certain amount of ice time. Yeah, we have guys saying you're okay. Yeah, your son's gonna be a top six forward. Yeah, this this is exactly what I mean. You know what your I mean? Your guy's like, gonna be a top six forward. Yeah. So, just because this, I don't know, he has a big name. He had a good season. This guy is already promised top six forward and he's 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? These guys are Thomas promised, oh, you guys playing power play. You're playing this. This guy doesn't have to work for, for, to get onto the power play. He doesn't have to work to get onto the top two lines. Mm-hmm. He's already been promised all this. So, he doesn't have a chip on his back like the other guy. No. And that takes away from the other guys too. Because no matter how hard they're working... No matter how many points they put up, they're still not going to be on that power play or that top two lines because they weren't promised that in August. Yeah. And I think that's crazy and takes away from the development stages. I agree. And especially when that happens too, all those players that were promised that ice time or they're like a higher tier player, those are the guys that end up making it to the next level because they either they have an in with the team or they have, you know, people looking at them and, you know, you know. You know, the politics, yeah, right? I know. So, when you get into that stages, those guys are the guys that end up representing Canada. Yeah, which is... Right? And so, all they've been told is, okay, you're promised this. You're as you're this good of a player. You know, you've only ever played in the top six. Like, you're the best around, right? That's all they hear their whole life. Never any adversity. Never, like, some guy taking their spot. Anything like that. And that's what I meant when I started to begin this rant is like there's little stuff like that which I feel like Canadian kids especially they kind of let that get to their ego, right? Yeah. And that's in anything though. I mean, it could be like it could be a Finnish kid, it could be a Russian kid. It doesn't have to be just Canadian kids, and it's all dependent on the situation. For sure. But I feel like it's happening, especially in Canada. It is happening a lot here, and and it's terrible for minor hockey. Yeah. It is terrible for the growth and development of a player. Mm-hmm. Because these guys are promised everything, just like you said. It's, it is basically, they're in free agency every year, and they're 13 years old. It's free agency every year. Yeah. What do you so, mean by that? Is it just like... What I mean, like, in the GTHL, you're not really tied down to a team. Yeah, you and, just go to whatever team And, is. oh, let's talk to this team. Let's see what they could offer me. Mm-hmm. Let's see what this team could offer me. And then they go back, oh, you know what? This guy's offering me uh, 10 minutes of power play. Uh, I'm playing 30 minutes a night, mm-hmm. top forward line, yeah, top just, everything. Just what, like, what can you offer me? Literally doing contract negotiations yeah. as like a 13-year-old. So this, this has been going on since you're 13. This yeah. is like, this is not new. And I think this seriously takes away from the development of the players. Mm-hmm. Because you're promising these, like, I don't know, say you promise like a handful of these guys on your team this, like this thing where you they get all this power play time and ice time, right? Yeah. What about the other guys on the team? Which is the majority of the team? And those guys are arguably the ones that are going through the most adversity, right? Those are the they, ones who have the chip on their shoulder and they want to prove to the coach because they still think that if they put a like a, uh, more effort in and they put the point total up, 
that they'll get that opportunity. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they might not because no. the coach and the whatever, the general manager has already promised these individual kids their own time. Yeah. And that's just being handed to them. And that kid, that kid who's been promised it doesn't have to like, he doesn't have the extra motivation to like, oh, I got to do that extra skating. I got to exactly. do that extra shot. Mm-hmm. Do that extra practice. Because mm-hmm. he already knows What's to make the difference? Yeah, the he's difference? just a natural talent. I already know I'm going to have and, it. And he's got the in with the, the coach exactly. or the manager or whatever, right? It's just that's what, that's what I meant when I, when I brought up this subject is just I just feel like that just leaks all the way down to the Canadian hockey system. Yeah, Canadian hockey and that's system. what's been happening. And you just get like a world junior team and it's, it's obviously hard to see from the outside, right? It is, but you, you kind of see it. The Canadian team's loads of skill yeah loads of individual skill it's almost like the canadian teams now are like the russian teams back then tons of skill um like more skill than any other team but they just don't know how to put it together you know what i mean they don't have the the heart the effort or as much harder effort as like other nations right and it's like it's concerning for you know kids growing up in canada because we're used to seeing like Five world junior goals in a row. Yeah, I know. With like Sid and like all those guys. Think about how good world juniors were for like from 2007 to like 2013 almost for Canada. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there were some great players that came out of Canada. Not that there won't be great players coming out of Canada now. Just like another tier, right? But all those really good Canadian players. Oh, you're absolutely right. So I agree with you, man. gonna pretty much wrap this one up here um patrick any news uh yeah i just want to shout out swiss chalet for the great <laughs> quarter chickens they provided us today yeah and Big uh yeah i got the coupons in the mail it's a great place everyone should go hit it up absolutely swiss chalet uh anything else as far as where people can find us perhaps uh yeah if you haven't already go follow us on instagram at views from the bench you will not be disappointed we're posting great clips daily yeah daily or every other day but we we are we were posting clips and um uh again thank you guys so much for listening and if you guys have any small businesses or you just want to hear your name shout out message us on instagram and uh we'll definitely mention you so thank you guys for listening and uh we'll see you next episode